Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the Double XP Podcast, your one-stop shop for video game news, personal opinions, and the occasional rabbit hole. I am that NPC character that you cannot pass up on Pokemon, Mike. And joining hmm. me today is Patrick, also Bloodthringa. What's up, guys? Yeah, Followed Jake, by Jake Juicebox Guy. Okay. And last but Jovan. not least, Jovan, you can call yes. me Echo. Echo. Yeah. As you can tell, he is an Echo, for he is not seen. You just hear the echo of his presence. That's yes. right. All right, guys, we've been stuck at home for nearly, what, a week and a half, two weeks now because of quarantine? Stop that. I have I have to work. <laughs> Never mind. Three of us out of the four have been stuck at home for nearly a week and a half to two weeks. I'm essential. Adorable. Yeah, it's something. I'm yeah, sorry. we were essential and for like the half, and then we became unessential. Yeah. <laughs> the second half. It was weird. It was weird. It's like, go home. Now go back out. Now come back home. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. All right. So a little bit of housekeeping, then we'll get into some banter. NVIDIA adds control to GeForce Now with the promises of a new game every week. Plague Inc. is getting a free new mode aimed at fighting, not creating a global pandemic. GameStop is closing another 300 plus stores. Microsoft talks about why the Xbox Series X controller will still be running off of batteries. And what game failed to pave the way for Animal Crossing to be such a hit today? But before that, how's everybody doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a little bit of a rough week, but, you know, that happens. Things happen. Definitely getting stir crazy. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm definitely used to having people around me being able to collaborate on things. Instead, I have to call and hopefully they answer. So it's been been a good time, to say the least. Mm. Uh, on my end, it's been a grand time catching up on my backlog of games reading some books here and there, catching up on shows. It's been actually pretty good on my end. All right. What type of backlog have you been getting onto? Everybody getting it onto. I know uh, shows-wise, I watched all f- the first four seasons of Hunter x Hunter on Netflix from Friday to Sunday night. And now seasons? I'm playing. Yes, seasons. Wow. Man, that's intense. That's, <laughs> that's how much time I have. my language, but that, that's a lot. <laughs> it really is. That is a ton. But hey. Now there's four more seasons I got to watch of it. Is there just a total of eight or are there like 80? Since it's uh, eight there's eight. like eight, nine seasons for this one. Man, that's intense. That is intense. Yeah, I think that's like three and a half days. That's like the binge watching version of being sweaty in video games. <laughs> Probably. That's that's pretty intense, yeah, man. That's super sweat. Super, <laughs> super sweat. Watching it here, watching it there, watching it while I sleep. Not really, because I can't watch it then. But I mean, as soon as I wake up, hit play, and before I go to bed, hit stop. That would be impressive, though. It would. It'd actually save a lot of time. I know, just osmosis it in. Exactly. If I could dream, I watched more Netflix. Man, if I could do things, you could just watch TV. Yeah, if I could do things while I sleep like that, that'd be great. I'd get so much off my to-do list. Oh yeah, I'd go to sleep much earlier. I I wouldn't sleep. I would just love to not sleep. That would be great. That'd be nice, I mean, but there's so much time right there. Like, what are you supposed to do with all that extra time? I mean, we're already stuck where we are, and we hardly have much to do. Okay, like, before I was quarantined, I would have liked to. Okay. Now, gotcha. <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. I don't know. I only sleep like four hours a night, so. Yeah, I was like, oh. I need to sleep more, but I am not, I'm not able to. I feel well, insomnia that... coming on. See, it's been me like the past week, and then I wake up, and I'm just like, I could have gone to bed earlier, so now I'm taking melatonin to keep me asleep at night because it's just getting bonkers going to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and waking up at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit jealous. I don't want to lose my job or anything, but 
I'm a little bit jealous. Oh, no, this was just the weekend, but still, I don't want to wake up at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm used to waking up at, like, 5.30 in the morning. No, I, I've never been an early person. I've always been a night owl. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't help when I have to be up by 8, 8.30, get on calls, since we can't meet in the office. I mean, it is nice because I can just wake up and then basically sit down at my computer. don't have to drive 45 minutes to work. But that was a nice decompression time, like when I was driving back from work home. Have that. <laughs> nice enough to time just, to yell out the window. Did you time to separate work and home life? Oh yeah, that that separation. Oh yeah, got forty five minutes to get all my anger and frustration out this car window. That's mm. that's pretty much my drive. I, right, I have I have enjoyed I have enjoyed the no rush hour traffic. So it's been has it been weird. decent? Oh yeah, it's been great. Oh, except for yesterday, it took me over an hour and a half to get to work because the interstate got shut down while Is I was that on Twitter it. You posted about like. How yeah. how do we have standstills traffic when only essential people should be going to work right now? Yeah, I said that not it must be non-essential people out on the road because we hadn't had a wreck since until today. Oh, yep. See, so it explains so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been kind of looking at Google Maps in the morning just for fun because uh, you know everything's red in the big cities, and it's just like <sighs> it's like just seeing like San Francisco, L.A., New York. There's some red spots, but essentially it's just. Oh, that makes me want to look at Manhattan because I've driven through Manhattan rush hour. Oh well, you didn't never. drive. <laughs> never you just again. sat still for a while. <clears throat> that is terrible. It absolutely I feel bad for you. is. I actually remember being on the phone with you through that. I Ugh. was I was having a panic attack because I didn't think I'd make it to the airport in time. Yeah, that sounds awful. It is. It was. I'm pretty never sure it still is. I haven't <laughs> been to New York either. No. I mean, they send me over there for projects just because I know how to use the subway. Oh wow! Step up on me. No idea how that works. Me neither. You I drove everywhere. I think you jumped the gate, right? That's all I see in movies. That's right. You just got to run really fast, jump the gate. No, nah, and then get that $200 fine? Nah, miss me with that. Nah, nah you just, they, they don't, it's like the movies. They don't They don't send it to you later. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be waiting for me at the next stop, though. It's <laughs> probably true. All right, oh, backlog. Anybody got a good backlog? What are you talking about? A backlog uh, of video games. Uh, Javon, what you Witcher. got? I had The Witcher 3, finally was able to complete that. Um, you completed I, it? Yes. Holy like, crap. completed it. Completed it, which was great. Um, I started playing The Escapist. That's that's a lot of fun. My final one, as of right now, is, of course, Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry. Ooh, which Devil May Cry, though? The newest one, 5, I think. 5? Five? 5. Is it? Yeah. With the... Uh... Near Virgil, Dante, and uh, V. Yep. Okay. Not to get too sidetracked, but I did see a video of somebody playing the game, and he does like a Michael Jackson impersonation during the game. He puts on a hat and starts moonwalking. They play like a semi-relatable song to a Michael Jackson song. Oh, my- Dante? Yeah, I guess it is. I've never played that. Yeah. It's when he picks up his new weapon, which is like a fedora hat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. all right then. I thought it was a very weird weapon. I never used it because it used up, like, the way it worked is the ammunition for the hat was the money you got in the game. So I was like, I'm not going to waste my money as a weapon. I'm going yeah, that, to just use the other weapon. That doesn't sound like a good deal. No, not at oh. all. But it was supposed to be, like, super powerful. But I'm like, but those are rubies I can use to buy things. Yeah, seriously. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. It's like me going out here and loading a bazooka full of quarters. Yeah, uh, again, thanks, but no thanks. <clears throat> right? I just have ammunition. They're worth money. Quarters add up. They do. They do. I don't even want to use a bazooka that shoots pennies. You know, those take forever to add up. 
That's also true. But just think, uh, if you can get fine, enough of them condensed. <laughs> I'd shoot pennies. It's whatever. That's a hundred rounds every dollar. So yeah. Pew pew. You could do a lot of damage. Uh, as far as backlog for me, I don't really have one. I've uh, just really been playing the same games I have been. I have been playing Mass Effect Andromeda off and on. Um, haven't really been playing because it's on my Xbox and I've been on my P, but any chance I get, I'll play it just to finish it up. I think I'm on the last quarter of the game. I just did a lot of side quests uh, just because that's how I always operate on those Mass Effect games. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to find random games that I can download, mainly free ones because the free ones are kind of like diamonds in the rough. You can usually find a good here and there. Yeah, um, yeah. Unlike yeah. a what was it? It was a like a battle royale goat game. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, well, like I have the Xbox Game Pass and it transferred to my computer, so I've been trying oh, to yeah. find any games that they have on there. So like I played Blair Witch, um, pretty wonky. Um, I don't have multiple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was on there? I think I played Slay the Spire quite a bit. Um, Heard that's pretty good. Haven't played it though. I, I never really got into those games, but that one was really good. I've put in quite a few, quite a few hours. In. Um, yeah, Age of Empires too. Uh, for anybody that used to play that game, that was that was a lot of my life growing up. So I, I have that, and so yeah, I just anything I can find, I'm really. Yeah, I haven't. I don't really have a much of a backlog either, but you know, I'm still working. So, uh, but this week I've been playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, of course, and uh, City Skylines. That's literally the only two video games I've played this week. So. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Animal Crossing here. Uh, what else? I played and started. Uh, what was it? Uh, I beat Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 on the Switch. Uh, start at Shanti and the Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition. I got through the first nine chapters in Pankapu, which is on the Switch. And today, an old GameCube classic game got remastered and came out on the Switch. And I had just started it this morning, which is Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. So I don't know. That's, that's not old. That's not new, but it's new to the Switch. It's new to the Switch, but it was a GameCube game. And right, you were a little, right, right. you're a Tasmanian Tiger who had like different types of boomerangs that did different things. I thought so. I was like, wait, I remember that game. I, that, maybe it's some kind of weird Mandela effect, but I'm pretty sure that game was out before. It was a GameCube. It was its first initial ordeal. And then it came to, I believe, the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. It was definitely on the PlayStation 2. I never had it, but I had friends that had it. I never had a GameCube. I think I stopped getting Nintendo's after. Oh, man, the GameCube was wonderful. Well, I had it a Dreamcast was. because oh, well, I there's that, was yeah. upper echelon of gaming. So I had to get that. Uh, mm. It was High a class, fancy tier. Um, I wanted to play Sonic. Because it looks fun. And then there was this one game that I still never beat. Blue Stinger. I want to find it. I want to play it. I want to beat it. Because it was it was like a zombie game set on this island. I don't know. I, I don't can tell you any of the story. But it's... Oh. I want to play it. That sounds like a good idea for your bar, for your stream. Yeah, I got to find it. Relic Hunter. Way to get it. Do you, have a, uh, do you have a capture card to hook your Dreamcast up to? No, I do not. I don't even have a Dreamcast anymore. I'm sure I can oh, get no. like, Slack. I was going to say, you can get but... Blue Stinger right now off of Nightwing for $20. $20? $20. Go on somewhere with that. That's way too much. Or you can just get an emulator and call it a day. No, I've that got too. an emulator. i got to buy the game. Wait, what is Nightwing? Nightwing, like the duck? No, that you just didn't you just say it's on Nightwing for $20? Oh, it was just some random website I pulled up when I Googled the game. 
Oh, I thought that was like a website you went to regularly. I was like, I've never heard of this. No, it's just it's the first thing that pulled up when I Googled it. 20 bucks. Mm. Not worth. I, I will find a way to get that game. but <laughs> Not for 20 bucks. Try eBay. Emulator. Or Emulator. Uh, go Jovan's route. I tried the emulator for a PSP, and I never got it to work, so I just said, screw it. I don't know how to do this. I used to emulate uh, a lot of my Super Nintendo games uh, back in like, probably when I was in high school. It was like 2007. Uh, I played like Secret of Mana, Zelda. Uh, oh, good games. Secret of Mana is my, probably my... Uh, I told you last night, Secret of Mana is coming out with the remake. Yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of excited about it. It's probably going to be on the Switch only, though, right? Is it going to be like a remaster, or is it is it going to be something different? So they did a, they already did like a remake of it where it's like a 3D, like isometric, I think, which I heard was terrible compared to the other game or the original. Uh, So I didn't bother with it. So if they do it again, I hope they do it. Like I would love to see them do like a total remastering. Yeah, but I would love for it to be, I don't know. I I just love the, the 2D layouts, the music and everything. Like if they could just sharpen the graphics on that, just keep it 2D, I'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. So I was wrong. It's not Secrets of Mana. It's Trial of Mana. Oh, it's like a. Re- Is that, hold on. They had a sequel that came out. Yeah. Yeah. This one's uh, Trials of Mana, the remake. It comes out on April 24th. They have the demo available right now on Xbox and PS4. Hmm. I played the demo on my Switch. No, I think it's only on the Switch. I could be highly wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So Secret of Mana first came out in August 1993. Trials of Mana came out in September 35. So the remake is going to be and PS4. Oh, oh, and Windows. Perfect. Oh, it's already on. It's already on. This? No, it's the like, demo is just looking at the stick. Huge. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that Secret of Mana had a remake that I never played. So yeah, they're going to do it. You got that Trials of Mana coming. All right. Well, I guess that's uh, enough with the backlogging video game talking. We'll get into some streaming ordeals in a little bit. But on to the news. Ooh. So I know. NVIDIA adds control to the GeForce Now and promises a new game every week. Yeah, I'm just going to get stuck on repeat right there. Broken record player. Right. NVIDIA says the GeForce Now cloud gaming service will start getting new games every Thursday, starting with Remedy Entertainment's sci-fi action title Control, a.k.a. the one we all wanted to play back at the Dice Awards. Yeah. So that will be there. It can be handled by... Uh, any RTX along with any, any NVIDIA GeForce able, what is it, smart TV device. So you have to have an RTX? If you want to play it via computer. Man, that's some requirements. Yeah. Don't have that. Nope, don't have that either. My RX 590 ain't going to cut it. Mm, I've got the GeForce RTX 2070. Hey, you can do it. I can, but I have it on Xbox, so I'm not going to it on PC. Well, yeah. The announcement is a bit of a GNU news for the controversy platform, which has seen high-profile game publishers like Activision Blizzard, Bethesda Software, and 2K Games pull their entire library since they exited the beta in early February. Part of the deal means Control can also be played on GeForce Now and NVIDIA's RTX cards, which enables ray tracing effects for more realistic visuals. It's not entirely clear how NVIDIA secured Control but it may have something to do with Epic Games CEO Tom Sweeney, who has had publicly expressed support for the platform. Epic is wholeheartedly supporting the NVIDIA's GeForce's Now services with Fortnite and the Epic Games Store's titles that choose to participate, excluding, including exclusives, not excluding exclusives, <laughs> including exclusives. Wow, that'd be something. 
It will be improving the integration over time. Sweeney tweeted earlier this month, Control is currently an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC, and the Epic also just secured the rights to future titles by Remedy Entertainment under its new publishing label. It's safe to say Epic Remedy and NVIDIA's are all on good terms with the regarding with regarding to the GeForce Now. So we've talked about it in the past that uh, other gaming publishers have pulled from NVIDIA because they just didn't like what was going on after they did exit that beta stage. And now you have Tom Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, being like, I believe in it. We are giving them everything. Do you think it's going to bring anything extra to the ballpark come later down the road? I mean, it adds some credibility, that's for sure. But people yeah. also kind of hate Epic Games. For that's some where reason. I was going to go with it. I mean, it's good that you know, high-profile public is going to back it, but that high-profile is not with in good standing. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure people are going to be afraid. Things They're going to try and get their hands in there and then try and cause some sort of loot box scandal like they did before. Yeah. So it, it, it's going to definitely bring it to the forefront or bring it into conversation, but I don't see it feeling too hot just because because it's just Epic. Yeah, especially with like the the only other massive publisher that we know of that's supporting NVIDIA GeForce now is Ubisoft. I mean, they're not exactly in great standings either. I mean, they put they produce good games, but there's often like pay to win or pay to jump forward kind of elements yeah. to the games. I mean, they do that a lot with, I think in Assassin's Creed, if I remember correctly, they did have the option to buy a bundle to get all of this advanced gear to put yeah. yourself above the enemies at the beginning. Yep. Um, which I think they only added starting, I think it was in Unity. Could be wrong. But um, yeah, I know yeah they it's late, late games. Yeah, so uh, I love, love the Assassin's Creed up until 3, really, or actually up until Black Flag, um, if we're being honest, but the rest of them have just kind of been... Yeah, Black yeah. Flag is like one of my favorite. Black, I, I mean, I, I don't know. All of them, including Black Flag, and then after that have been... I, I take that back. I haven't played the newest one. I played that one. Um, I heard it was really good. It just had Origins? some of those... Yeah. Had, yeah. Uh, was it Origins or Odyssey? Whichever. Yeah, I, I know. Doing Egyptian or Rome? Okay, so Odyssey is Rome. Okay. Okay. That one. I played Origins. I know that. And the only reason I really... The big reason why I like those... And I know we're going off on a jig, but the big reason I liked them is just out of the animus, like what was happening in the real world. Yeah. And the games after Black Flag really... No, no, no. It didn't. I think. Like the uh, whole... I thought the whole, what, December 21st, 2012 or whatever, the mm -hmm. whole element, I was like, oh, that's so cool because it's like real Mayan calendar kind of stuff. But then they completely abandoned it. Um, but I know with uh, Ubisoft with Rainbow Six... Uh, I've I've never played it. I know a lot of people play it. It's a it's a big game. Um, I, I don't know what everybody's thoughts are on them, considering I think they have loot boxes as well. But I don't think it really ups their game. It just gives them unlockables for costumes like that. So yeah, I play Rainbow Six. I love Rainbow Six Siege. Um, mm. The only thing they have is sort of like a a loot pack thing. Um, but the thing is, it's not like you have to buy them. You can if you want to. But if you get if you win a game, it goes on like a roll, sort of like a slot machine, and then mm -hmm. you're able to see your chances. For every time you do not get one, it increases your chances of getting one after every game. Um, but it's purely just cosmetic. You okay. cannot get in. Yeah, it's purely cosmetic, and that's about it. Um, but I mean, the game is very does very well. I love that game. Yeah. So I see if they bring that into the Nvidia um, world. 
I could see that probably doing okay, especially for people on the moon. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's really all they have right now. <laughs> I, I don't know of anything else they're really making uh, AAA, except for this Rainbow. Yeah, I, I, they did come out with uh, Ghost Recon games. That's that's Ubisoft, right? Uh, I think you're right. Yes, it is. Okay. So those, uh, so Wildlands and Badlands were both AAA games. Oh, and I and, guess they did. Couldn't they do? And the a ton of fun. And also the division, I believe, is yeah. also Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, never, division. Yeah, Ubisoft. I, I never Ubisoft. really followed them. The division really fell off after one. <laughs> so I can yeah. see them bringing that over. Yeah, I mean the division it fell apart. It just got, it just went bad, went sour, and it, there was like no fix in sight. And then hmm. they sort of got it back together at the end of its life, but then that's when they came out with number two, and then number two had the monetization. Uh, yeah. And just looking at the uh, rest of this article, it looks like that they're going to be adding Arma 2. Uh, I'm not even going to try and say that. Trigger Happy Havoc, uh, Dungeons 3, Head Snatchers, Isle 2, Sturmovic, uh, Jagged Alliance 2, and The Guild 3. So the only one I've, only two I've seen is Scroll or Arma 2. The rest of these. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but at least they're getting some name titles that you're going to recognize. But oof, yeah. that's slow moving for, for something that's trying to get some footing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll yeah. see what they end up doing. That is true. I just never got the controversy. Like, what? What's the whole ordeal behind people not liking the Epic Store? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a computer gamer at all. I have computer game libraries, and I know because of the Epic Store, at least I get two to four free games like every other week because of that store. Um, it's it had to do with the loot boxes. Um, gotcha. And Star Wars Battlefront. Well, they, that did. What was that? What, what did that have to do with the Epic Game Store? Weren't they Epic? No, they were EA. Oh, I'm, was it Epic EA? Why do I think it's... No, they're not. And I made a huge mistake, and I apologize for everything that I've said. Because <laughs> uh, Asriel think says uh, they got hacked a lot in the beginning. Oh. oh. Yeah, that would do it. If you hack my stuff and start trying to take my game progress, yeah, I'm going to get a little ticked off, too. I mean, I don't think Fortnite had any loot boxes. I don't know. They might have at the beginning, but I think it's just straight store now, like money store, cash store. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have what is uh what is the term for games that give you randomized items like you can pay this much but you have a chance of winning oh that's almost like a lottery system that's kind of how fortnite was in the beginning i believe then again i played fortnite back before it turned into a battle royale when it was just strictly a story mode yeah yeah it, it was it was just like a lottery of like different boxes you could get for different gear so this way to assess you because it was more of a horde a horde mode to survive zombies for at first and then it became the battle royale it is today yep now the horde mode that that's something i can get behind the battle royale i cannot ah, i played think it a little only, bit but... only time i ever played the battle royale is when i got a new note and Jovan wanted the special Samsung skin that came with it. So <laughs> I logged into his account and I was like, do not get mad at me if I fudge up your kill to death ratio. And luckily I didn't do too, too bad, but he got the skin. So that's all that mattered. That's all like, all right, off the phone. Oh, man. I Believe me on this. I had a lot of time spent on that game and I had a field day with it. Oh, I'm yeah. actually pretty good with it. Pretty I, good. I got my Nintendo Switch, you know, for a really good price. From somebody who bought it for their kids and so that their kid could get the exclusive Fortnite skin. That's uh, one expensive skin. Like, like I bought it for like half price and it, it only been played like two or three times. See. Did I tell you guys how I got my first PS3? No. It's kind of funny. It's, I did it, it get his first PS3. Or, 
It's not, it doesn't have to do with skins, I'll tell you that much. But like literally, I was on Craigslist and I was like, man, I need a PS3. I went on Craigslist, trying to buy this thing. And I saw a PS3 on there. It was like for a hundred bucks with controller, two wow. controllers, like five games on there. And I was like, this is kind of sketch. Same Screw one. it. Called him up, <laughs> called him up. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I live in this area, rich neighborhood. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Went over to the area, met up with this guy. I see the um, father and his very young kid. This kid is like crying his eyes out, right? Crying his eyes out. And I'm like, uh, what's going on here? And then the dad's <laughs> like, give him the PlayStation. It's his now. I'm like, uh, what? And he was like, yeah, he was doing bad in school. So I'm having him hand over the PlayStation to you for a hundred bucks. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and you took it oh yeah i took it man it was like absolutely <laughs> do that. Most definitely. Like, like jake is like what a freaking what a scum of the earth from humanity man you're like yeah no hey, you gotta teach you to gotta, get a lesson you got yeah, it for, you got it for less than uh gamestop would have paid for it i would yeah never do that to my ever that's no it happened i took the heck out of that thing man i was like oh man thank you so much and i thought and the thing is i had brought a monitor in the back of my car I had it plugged up to an inverter, so this way I could test it out before I ended up, you know, walking away with it. It was in perfect condition. Oh like, man, most perfect condition. And like, it still had some of the like the plastic wrap on it. It was pretty much new. Wow. God. So the the guy's crappy parenting netted you a cheap PS3. Got it. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if it was crappy parenting, man. The, I, I'm it pretty sure. Yeah, the you look at it. Joe Vod totally he's, approves. He's to blame. Parents are to blame. Selling the kid, yeah. <laughs> Again, Jovan totally. He he's all about that kind of parenting. If he gets to oh, benefit man. from it, yeah. if I if I can benefit from that, man, all day, absolutely. <laughs> I'm on Craigslist 100 of the time. Oh my goodness, that's that's hilariously awesome for you. Sucks for that it kid. It was. Though. Oh man, I don't man, don't don't get me wrong. When I saw the kid crying, I was like, oh man, I feel so. Thank you. Not <laughs> nah, I been... warfare too. Uh, I've been nah deuces. I'm out. <laughs> Help your kid. Plot twist: the kid was Jake. That's why he's so excited. You took Jake's PS3. <laughs> oh my god! I feel I actually that feel, good about it. I feel spiral. way better about it now than I did back then. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's a steal. Literally, you stole from a child, but you yeah, got dollars. And I think the games, like they weren't like bad games either. This was like Gran Turismo Five when it first came out. This was Skyrim. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, Modern Warfare Two and the first Modern Warfare. And there was one more. I think it was. I'm not mistaken. It was probably no. Yeah, I think it was an Assassin's Creed game. The first one wasn't it on there. I that yeah. kid's doing all right. <laughs> no, that kid's permanently damaged. Have you seen? I hear that. I hear that kid's on a uh, on a podcast now, so <laughs> he's not doing all right. Then, if that's him, oh no! That's, <laughs> he's not. on a podcast. He's like, so my dad had me hand over my first PlayStation to this Hispanic kid, and he didn't even break a sweat. He took Whoa. it out of my hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I'll take that. Here's your money. Have a good one. Bye. And you know something? I do recall this too because the kid was giving up some a little bit of an issue with handing over the PlayStation as I would too. And he was like, you want me to sell it for 50 bucks? And the kid was like, no. 
And then he <laughs> me for 100, and I was like, oh, okay. That's like the kid. The kid should have been like, yeah, because then he would have kept going down. And the guy's like, well, I'm not going to sell it for that little because the kid would then be like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get the money anyway. If he was smart. He would have kept bringing them down, having the price down. Yeah, and well, then he kept it. <laughs> but two plus two still equals six at that time, so we're good. That was a little backstory, but well, that, uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got uh, Jake's PS3 woes out of the way and Jovan's PS3 wins out of the way. I'll still. I'll take a photo of it. <laughs> it's all right. PS3s aren't that great anyway. <clears throat> Uh, now, I'm still sitting failed. in the floor behind me. The one PS3 I had, um, I bought it specifically for Final Fantasy. I think it was 13. Then I found out it was going to be on Xbox. So I was like, well, what's the point? So I bought a lot of random games on it. And I ended up uh, playing it probably a total of 10 times. And then on the 11th time, it bricked. So <laughs> PS3 is Ouch. You had That's to get the, uh, the not backwards compatible one because the backwards compatible PS3s were garbage. Yep. Okay, so somebody in chat wants us to just go ahead and name off all the mics that we're using. So I'm using a HyperX Cloud. What about you, Patrick? Uh, I'm using a Audio Technica AT2035. Jake? Yeti mic. Jovan? All right. What a basic ass person. Um, anyways, um, I don't know what the heck I'm using. Hold on. Hurtful. <laughs> he just called you basic for using a Yeti. That's fine. I gave him that mic. <laughs> Listen, exactly. it's not like it's a Yeti snowball. Wait, is it a snowball? No, it's the That's... big Yeti. Oh, yeah. okay. There you go. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, you still... Oh, look, we're going to get this guy. We got to get this guy a boom arm. A boom arm? <gasps> Amazon, $5. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of stuff I've got to get. <laughs> still, uh... We want to make you look like you're hosting a radio show. Yeah, so I have just a regular dynamic microphone, and it's actually the audio technica it's probably the only one that they actually make so it's not going to be that hard to find but it is a dynamic mic Ooh, fancy Ooh, dynamic so that's like music recording kind of mic yeah it's actually just meant for like doing karaoke and stuff like that it's really yeah. good for let's say if you have a lot of background noise oh yeah it, it only actually picks up like vocals from one direction which actually makes it great oh so it can only pick up vocals from the band one direction oh, yes that sucks for everybody yes. else yep you're, you're exactly right i knew it all right, who wants to take away on the next little topic about Plague Inc. is getting a new mode. New mode. Listen, Plague Inc. is already a really good game, right? I like it a lot. It's one of the better free mobile simulator games because mobile simulation games are lacking severely. And this one is really cool. So if you haven't played Plague Inc., here it is. You create the virus, disease, whatever you want to call it. And your, whole, your, your main goal is to kill everyone in the world. Which sounds way worse in current settings, but it is actually a ton of fun. You got to play it. It's very therapeutic almost. But they're coming out with a new game mode, and it's where you're fighting pandemics, not creating them. Uh, it says, Plague Inc. developer Endemic Creations is working on a new mode that gives players the job of stopping a deadly pandemic rather than creating one. The developer announced the upcoming mode along with its news of a 250000 Dollar donation split between the Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. Ooh, that is a mouthful. And the mm -hmm. World Health Organiza uh, Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. These, <laughs> What I've learned today is that these people don't know how to condense their names to be easy to say. Uh, Endemic is developing the new game mode with the help of experts from the, World, the WHO and the Global Outbreak Alert and Response Network. 
In it, players have, uh, will be tasked with managing the disease's progression while boosting healthcare efforts and controlling things like triage, uh, triage, triaging, triage, triaging, however you say it, quarantining, social distancing, and the closure of public services. I am totally unsure of how this game mode is going to play and if it's going to be any good. Well, they need to find our way back into the Chinese market, don't they? Yeah, you're going to have to, I guess yeah. you have to trace it. Don't eat bats. That's probably what the beginning of the game is going to tell you not to do. So I guess it would... So you'd play like the cure, I guess, in this situation. It, it, it almost would, sounds like you play in as like a government. Not not necessarily... Like, maybe like a controlling godlike figure that tells the governments what to do. So you decide when travel stops and uh, how, how people go about trying to find a cure and balancing that mm-hmm. and... Other things like social distancing and cl- public services and stuff like that. So I don't know if there's like some kind of like like I almost imagine they'll give you a maybe like a fund like amount of money and you kind of have to learn how to divvy it out and keep it organized and not not go bankrupt and not die. And I don't know. Maybe you, do you think you'll run the whole world? Or do you think you'll only keep up with one country? I feel like it'd start in one country, but then you get your like testing and cures sent over to the medical professionals of the other countries. They put it through their trials and tribulations and yeah. then try to like give it to their civilians. Yeah. It's going to run into, uh, so like when you're playing the game and at some points, like the world is starting to develop a cure or whatever country is developing a cure. And you see that little counter at the bottom that shows like the, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be that to where you say like, Oh, scientists have fast tracked a, testing or something so you, those will probably be the so things you would buy to upgrade. you'll get oh yeah that would make sense you earn you earn currency like you do when you're trying to evolve your but it, yeah thing. it might actually be money that you right. know right uh, you know go on a new like I, I don't know i guess scientists would go on news networks so you'd pay them money to go on there to talk about it to raise awareness stuff like that yeah. that is how i would imagine that would make sense and then you could uh like the difficulty level could be how, which country you start in and, and stuff like that. So like if you start in a country of poor health care and no science funding, it's going to be really hard for you to get going and get get the world mm-hmm. interested in what's happening. And you would only see cases, because uh, I guess depending on the AI and how difficult they make it, it could start off as a super invisible bug yeah. that it's spreading and then it's only popping up here and there to where... Yeah. And then if you have it on easy mode, it's like immediately you see the side effects or whatever's happening with the, hmm. you, know, you can easily, you know, well, stop. Now I'm excited. I, again, I'm just <laughs> guessing. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing, but I I'm would imagine. Jake for that. head developer. Yep. Get him a job at Endemic. Please. I'd love that. Yeah. Anywhere. Please. Yeah. But they don't fire on the first PS3s day. got stolen, stolen for, or not stolen, but sold for $100 because they were bad. I'll just use that as my backstory. Yeah. Bad kid. Bad kid. <laughs> He's the bad kid. Uh, I just feel like that's going to be more of a, like a hardcore mode in itself because it just seems way too tedious to cure something than to spread it. Well, I'm sure they'll probably have easy mode and like super in-depth modes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have a mode, mode as close to what's happening now. I mean, yeah, with COVID-19, it's an invisible virus. Some people may have it. Some people might not. But and then sometimes symptoms show up, sometimes they don't, and it could still be carried on to someone else. Uh, read a report that it's possible it could be airborne. <laughs> so it's one of those <laughs> things where it we don't know what it does. So that could be the hard mode, is yeah. 
technically COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19 is the hard mode. Great. Yeah. It's a coronavirus and it's going to mutate and all this goes, great stuff. It goes easy, medium, hard, COVID-19. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Just like It's like making a mess is 10 times easier than cleaning up a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yep, you're right. This game is going to be 10 times harder than trying to kill everybody in the whole world. Yep. So I'd be curious to see how they make it easy. That, that's that's my that's what I want to see. Would there be like unlimited money, like in rankings based off of like survival, uh, infected, and you know I don't know other things they kind of tally it up into a score. Well, what do they currently do with Plague Inc. now? Uh, I think you get. Do you get a score based off of like how long it took you to do the things and how effective your disease was, or is it just you destroyed the entire world? I haven't played it in years, so I don't know what it is. You destroy point. the entire world. Yeah, that's the premise of the whole ordeal. But well, I yeah. do not recall if you get scored or not at the end of it. I just know you start off, and then you just need to pay attention. You need to mutate it before they figure out cures and how to like counteract it and whatnot for that type of mutation before it gets shut off completely. Make sure you get to Greenland and Iceland early. Oh, man. Greenland is so tough. DGC in the chat says you do get scored at the end. Oh, okay. I was, saying, I was literally about to pull it up. I'm like, I'm going to find out. There's got to be a leaderboard. There's leaderboards for everything because everybody's got to be competitive about everything. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was playing a freaking VR game where it, your job is just to go around and throw fireballs at trolls. And then at the end, it's just like, you're ranked 3,290. I was like, well, that's crappy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All right. You know what else is crappy? Uh, I can only imagine. Uh, I can too, but I'm just going to go with it. GameStop will close in, uh, over 300 more stores this year. Yep, Last year, crappy. GameStop closed 320 stores across America as a part of its effort to de-distensify their store base. This year, the company will close at least the same amount uh, hmm. or potentially more. Uh, a Gamastru? Uh, that's Gamasutra. Gamasutra. Yeah, see, I can't read. Well, it's a play on words. <laughs> uh, as Gamasutra report, the closures were announced during a earnings call held last week with the exclusive vice president. The executive vice president and chief finance officer, Jim Bell, said, we anticipate store closures to be equal or more than 320 net closures that we saw in the physical 2019 year on a global basis. Importantly, we want to empathize that these stores closures are very specific and proactive part of our de-densification plan. And they are not related to the recent business trends. The recent business trends have been, well, we've seen the past week of how <laughs> GameStop news has come. Yeah. The company's frantic desire to remain trending at the moment's world suggests otherwise. Uh, as would the fact that GameStop would be a lot less money than usual for the next few months, at least, while everybody's stuck at home. Mm. So looks like GameStop's going to be closing even more stores this year. Uh, they've already went from, five, I think it was 5,800 globally, and they're already down to uh, 5,500. So this will drop them down to roughly about 52, right at 51, probably 5,180, 5,170, yeah. depending on actually how many they go with. Uh, we've seen how it's been. They fought for roughly a week, saying that they are an essential business during this little ordeal that's going on across the world uh, making their workers go in uh repeat does that ever get shut down or are they still essential i they're still open but they're doing delivery to door so like you Hmm. just come to the door as long as you have an online order they'll come to the door give it to you via that way but what i do not like is the fact that there was a report that they're telling their employees to 
if you don't have gloves, use the GameStop bags to reach out the door and hand the stuff to the customer. Instead of supplying gloves. Oh, nice. Very nice. Who needs latex gloves? Use some of our plastic bags. GameStop, they they just need to to stop. Um, (laughs) I... I don't know. It's I used to love going to GameStop. It used to be the place I'd go almost every paycheck. Um, there was one that was opened up here in my small town somehow, some way. But I've been in there once, and all my other games I've bought online. And I know it, it sucks because you know retail is dying. Um, it's kind of a way of life at this point. But the way they've handled all of the stuff leading up to this, and even though they added Reggie from Nintendo... Um, they just need to just quit. <laughs> um, their their platform's broken. Uh, they're nobody wants to actually sell games to them because um, they don't give you any money. Yeah, um, it just doesn't work anymore. That's all there is oh. to it. I mean, I, I just I want them to either somehow fix it to make people walk in better trade in values, whatever the case may be, or start shutting down stores and make like a thousand. Or it's actually kind of stay afloat with that. It's actually kind of interesting. Me and Mike were talking about it on how ways they can probably try turning things around. And one of the things we came up with was to sort of replicate Best Buy's game pass that they had, where you would have like, I think it was 20% off pre-orders for games and things like that. Yeah, Yeah. uh, Best Buy's Gamers Club Unlocked. There we go. Gamers Club. There it is. Didn't they have something like that? The GameStop Rewards or Power Pass? So they... They had the they had pro. the pro membership, and it's the weirdest thing because come 2020, it's when they just scrapped the whole ordeal. Uh, like all throughout 2019, if you had that pro membership, which was like $15 a year, can't beat it. You get 10% extra off of pre-owned games, aka where they make all their money. Because again, you can sell them a $60 game; they'll give you roughly about 20 bucks, and they turn around and sell it as a price for 54.99. They'll knock 10% off of that. There you go. You're saving a little bit of money from there on out. Uh, and now, beginning of 2020, they completely redid that entire idea. And now it's every month you get a $5 gift card to go towards one thing in the store. Yep. Not uh, Apple. $60, right? Is that my doing the math right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $60 a year in rewards. But I'm sure that $5 is only good for that month. Yeah, it's okay, only good for that it, month because it, it, it expires on the uh, last it, day of the month. Doesn't carry over. It doesn't work. It's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah, and and considering you were actually, I mean, you weren't saving a whole lot of money, but you were saving some money before, but now you're limited to only saving $5 a month. Yeah, the only benefit that's for is uh, it goes towards pre-owned and new, where the 10% off came from pre-owned games. Then again, it's 10% off of every pre-owned game versus $5 once a month. Stupid. I mean, I don't see how they're making more money off of this because I'll just pay. I'll take the new game and have no reason for it to fail for the five dollars off versus buying the used game, which they're going to be making a hundred and twenty percent profit on, even if they gave me ten percent off. I don't understand why that makes any sense to them. Like, you would want your customers to buy your used games. You're making way more, like the profit margins on that are way higher. Exactly, because I mean, it's it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You see, you can buy the games like the retailer is going to buy the game for, uh, let's say, forty nine dollars tax and all. Then they turn around and sell it for fifty nine ninety nine plus whatever their local tax is, and then we buy it for that sixty five twenty eight tax and all. We play it, we turn around, we sell it in 
two to three weeks, the game's still ranking for fifty nine ninety nine. They give us roughly about twenty bucks for it, and then they turn around and sell it for fifty four ninety nine. Yeah. So there's already a thirty four dollar profit plus tax. They're doing and, the tax portion to cover their butts in the end of the year, but still, you're making thirty four dollars off that game. Giving me ten percent off of it is not going to hurt you. Ten percent off of that is what five dollars forty cents. Yeah, and they're still getting more than a hundred percent profit margin back. That's insane that they want to think that taking five dollars off a new game is going to save them that much more money. I'm like, I'm not. I I have no motivation to go buy a game from GameStop anymore, especially when I can just go to Walmart and get one for fifty bucks, brand new, because they run they run sales all the time. And and I I think it goes back to just the the platform of just buying games digitally physical um i mean i just pulled up this article that's pretty old but it's from 2009 to 2017 2009 it was 80 percent physical copies percent digital 2018 it's 83 percent digital 17 percent physical yeah so it's one of those things where even if they were to buy all their games from gamestop they're still making far less money than when they were really in. and there's no way that people are going to go and buy a used game these days because these sales, these flash sales happen all the time on Steam, on Xbox, PlayStation Store. Like I can wait a month or two after a game's been released and get it for 10, 15 bucks off. And yep. I know I'm Agreed. playing it because it's a digital copy. It's not a physical that could be scratched. Someone could have messed with it, whatever the case. The only That's thing exactly. that the only thing that GameStop had going for them is a new game comes out and I have like four games that I don't play anymore that may be relatively new. I could trade them in. It's 20, 20, 20, 20. You know, I got 60 bucks going at it. 80 bucks going at it. I mean, that's that's just, I mean, they're going to double that money anyway, and mm-hmm. I'm getting a game out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that's the only that's the only thing GameStop had going for it. Because you can't, like, I don't know, maybe it'll change someday, but you can't go and trade your Steam code in for money yeah. back. I mean, I... Well, that'd be something. I mean, when I was back, uh, when I was a kid, you know, always physical copies, so I'd have all these games. I mean, I'd have a stack of games that I wasn't sell, turn in, whatever. The game. Yeah. But now, <laughs> I have two physical copies sitting downstairs next to my Xbox. You're doing a lot better than me. I mean, I, I just don't have a desire or like, it's cool to have that physical copy. Like they try and sell like, Oh, you get to open this game up, rip off the cellophane. You know, it's just that experience, but I don't need it anymore. A lot of people don't need it. I mean, it's just a lot easier to buy it on day one and have it preloaded or downloaded. And ready. Yeah. There's no reason to buy physical copies, especially on the Xbox where you can't even just put it in a play you still have mm-hmm. to install it that's right. a waste like i mean i have no reason to go buy a physical copy anymore even because i i actually personally like having physical copies it's just like you said i like the opening i like when i go to put in a new game and i want to play i like putting that disc in it's just a nostalgic satisfying mm-hmm. feeling to me but when you it's have to install the game there's it's no hassle. reason for me to do it like i'm not i, I could just install it have it waiting for me when it comes out right mm-hmm. if you buy it on midnight or bed at midnight the day it comes out you go home put it in you're waiting another two three hours yep. depending on how big the game is before you can actually play it do you fall asleep <laughs> or how crappy your internet is but even then a lot of games are offering the preload so when if you buy it you can have it ready to go and then once midnight hits you can start it up yep oh you better believe that's how i had animal crossing Bought it a week did. before it came out and had it preloaded so all i had to do is just keep clicking a around 11 o'clock the night before it came out oh yeah, yeah. And that and that is the big reason why GameStop isn't going to be successful because they can't they can't compete with that. Sure can. I I mean I, I think there's some things they could do to maybe prolong their downfall, but they're going down. But that's they all hit, they're doing is prolonging the inevitable. 
Yeah, they <laughs> they would have to become an online only business, and they're not set up to do that. No, I mean they don't. If they had somehow had exclusive rights to games digitally, then yeah, then you go to GameStop's app and download the game. I, there's nothing they can do. Right yeah, Steam game. and Steam's got way too big of a foothold mm-hmm. to do that. And then and then so many developers have their own internet stores. Online yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, access, Blizzard, yep. Origin. Epic. Yeah, I just don't see game. I mean, GameStop's done. Which it blows my mind that the former president of Nintendo went over to GameStop. He's on the board. I, I yeah. I don't know what he was trying to prove, what he was trying to do, but he wanted one hell of a challenge. That's what he got. <laughs> uh, he's he's got it. I, I you know what I hope doesn't close though. All the like a couple of stores we got around here that are locals but play and trade and and uh oh what is that other game traders oh man you go in there and you can buy super old nostalgic games and they got mm-hmm. shells packed full of i hope those places don't die because i still every time i'm like near one i'm like i gotta go in i gotta see what they got yeah we have a slackers uh around here and they sell old nintendo or old systems old games they have uh, a lot of vinyls they sell old cds i think i saw yeah yeah, an old NSYNC CD. The last time I was in there, it's like, oh, jeez, going way back. Um, so yeah, like those places are cool because that is a nostalgic trip on its own. It's almost like a pawn shop, but yeah, it's like a <laughs> it, it, exactly. Which I hope those places don't close because I love those places. Mm-hmm. Going to the GameStop's almost a hassle. It can be, especially when like if you take these big cities where there's literally a GameStop within spitting distance of one another. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, a like take where me and Patrick live. We have one on one side of the city, another on the other side of the city. But if you go one town over, there's literally three within maybe two miles of one another. Yeah, at least three. And then if you count the mall, are you counting the mall on that? I'm counting the mall. Okay. Yeah, three. I was thinking there may have been another one, but I don't think it's I don't think it's within two miles. I think no, there's some over by the They're on top of each other now. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I live it's in a, a town. It's a Starbucks, Starbucks business model that's not working. Yeah, because but because nobody wants to buy games. Yeah, right. Wants to buy coffee. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I I am in a town of like fifteen thousand, and we got the GameStop. Probably again, I don't know why, because there's one twenty minutes down the road, and it's going towards the major populated areas of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, but we got one, and again, I've stepped in. Oh no, GameStop has got a lot going on for it right now, but. What else has also got some going on is Microsoft telling us that we're still going to have to use batteries for the Xbox Series X controller. Who wants to take that one? Jake, Uh, Xbox man. I guess I will, uh, because I I have some opinions with this. Um, So for many, uh, that is a baffling decision for some reason. Uh, Owing to how PlayStation can do to name just as many others, have been using rechargeable batteries for a while. So why is it that Xbox continues to insist using batteries? Well, according to Microsoft, it's all about giving players options and being flexible. Uh, looks like Jason Ronald, uh, partner director of program management at Xbox, said that the split between people who want a rechargeable controller and those who prefer batteries is roughly 50. And so giving players a separate option to use a rechargeable battery pack if they want to strike is a best of both. Uh, what it comes down to, what he says is, what it comes down to is when actually talking to gamers, it's kind of polarizing, and there's a strong camp that wants He said, so just giving flexibility is a way to please both sets of people. And you can use a rechargeable battery pack, and it works just like it does on the Elite. But it is a separate thing. Uh, it is, of course, wor- worth mentioning that the rechargeable battery pack is mm. a separate purchase, which means those who want it have to spend an extra money on it. Then again, a rechargeable controller would run the risk to our battery life down the road, if not right off the. So both options present. Yep, I have I have my uh, my opinions on this as well. 
Yeah, I. So I have always been Xbox. I used batteries for the longest time. Um, didn't didn't really mind. Didn't really care. Um, again, I was kind of to like. I know somebody who buys a pack of cigarettes. You know, every day, every other day. I was yeah. definitely far less with the batteries, but I just kind of put it towards my hobby, um, which made it feel a whole lot better. I did just recently, probably not this last Christmas, I ended up getting a rechargeable battery pack for my Elite controller and my secondary. And I felt like an idiot because I had not gotten it earlier. But again, just having the option, because the rechargeable battery packs, they only last for so long. And depending on how much they're going to be with the uh, PlayStation controller and how long they actually last, um, you know, it could be expensive just to re- So I'm fine with my third party battery pack that I bought, but I could always go back to batteries in case. So yeah. I, I'm actually okay with this. I, I don't really mind it. I am I am totally okay with it as well, but I really wish Xbox would just go ahead and include a battery pack for your first controller. Mm. Just go ahead and include that in there so that you go, hey, you can put batteries in there, and here's a removal battery pack and a, and a USB-C charging cord. And then for every other controller you buy, it doesn't come with it or something. It just comes with batteries. I just feel like they should implement it into like a bundle sale. Like, hey, this is the Xbox Series X that comes with battery controllers for four ninety nine, and here's the Xbox Series X that comes with a rechargeable controller for five nineteen. I mean, yeah, they're still making their twenty dollars off of their name brand battery pack. I, I'm the guy who likes the rechargeable batteries because if I need to, I'm not that far away from my system. I can just plug it in if my battery's starting to go low. And then if I need to like back up a little bit, I can just unplug it a little bit later. Boom, I got some power going. I usually don't play through until my controller dies. But uh, I'm one of those basic people who was like, all right, I'm going to use batteries. And then I got the Elite controller. I was like, no, this puppy needs a rechargeable. Yeah, I have, I have two Xbox controllers. And one of them is running off of batteries. And one of them is running off of a rechargeable battery. And I'm I love having both of them because I don't ever use this one, so I can just put new batteries in it, and it'll run for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours whenever a friend comes over. But this one I use all the time. I can just recharge it over and over and over again. I don't have to put batteries in it. So like that one, it's gonna sit and die. And if I have a rechargeable battery in it, the rechargeable battery is literally gonna be dead forever because I don't ever use it. But this one, this one won't because I recharge it and deplete it all the time. Yeah, the battery pack I have came with two batteries um, and like two charging ports. So what I end up doing is I use my Elite controller. Once it goes low, I just swap the battery out from the other controller, put it in. Yeah. Uh, so it's been pretty convenient in that case. Uh, side note, I, I I tried connecting it to my PC through Bluetooth. Though. <laughs> Not a big fan of that. Lame. But that's a whole different um, But yeah, I mean, I just swap it out with my Elite. Keep going. But for the longest time, like I said, I use batteries and didn't have any other pack yeah and you know so, what the xbox has a deal with duracell or energizer <laughs> to make sure people are buying batteries yeah well that's probably that could be it and may have a commercial someday that says like duracell official battery of xbox yeah, yeah more than likely <laughs> especially if you're going to keep with it might as well might as well make it make it a business partnership mm-hmm. i mean they could even do it to where duracell makes the rechargeable batteries for the xbox branded rechargeable battery packs I mean, it would have to be super expensive just because, I mean, they, they, of course, make their money off of people losing power from their batteries. So I could see that being like a $60 thing in itself if they were trying yeah. to make a Yeah. Mm. I, I, I am interested on the price point of the new charge packs, rechargeable yes. battery packs. Because if, they're, if they are like the price of a controller, then we know what this decision was really all about. Money, money, money. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't expect um, Microsoft to be charging that much for it, but I wouldn't be surprised at the same time. I mean, adding batteries to their equation with the controller, I, if, if it's 50-50, um, okay. Uh, I, I would like to meet the other half that believes just popping in batteries is, uh, is a good thing to do. I just think it's a little bit of a hassle. We were just talking about how we like to just go home and play our game and stuff like that. And then, like, what if you get home and suddenly, like, your batteries are dead? That's why that 20-pack of batteries you bought last week are going to be able to help you out. Yeah. Best yeah. Buy. Yeah. Flash the, no, deal yeah. of the day. You get, like, that 20-pack of Insignia batteries for $8. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I that's why I have, yeah. like, I have two controllers, and one of them is rechargeable, and the other one's straight batteries because I don't, I don't use the one regularly. So I just, whenever somebody comes over... Pop in a pair of batteries and we're ready to go. And they could play, I mean, they could play like 10, 12 hours before those batteries start going low. And the rechargeable battery over here is like, oh, you've been playing for four and a half hours. Might be time for a recharge. I, the only use out of having like replaceable batteries like that is like, let's say if the battery degrades over time and things like that, you'll just be able to swap over for new ones instead of having to get in a whole new controller. That'll be the. Oh, yes. Definitely removable. Upside removable like i don't know if the playstation's going to have built-in batteries where you can't remove them i am totally against that that because i want to be able to switch it out if anything goes wrong without having to buy a new controller oh yeah go back to the old days of cell phone when you pop out the battery when the phone freezes you can't do that anymore i know no you just hold down the power button for x amount of time and it finally hard boots itself Uh, yeah but what if i've had i've had a phone lock up where i had to just let it die like it wouldn't it wouldn't hard reset Ugh. I just I just left it sitting somewhere and it died after two or three days of not doing anything, and then it, I left it dead for for like ten minutes or however long until I noticed it and I was like, all right, leave it. And then when I turned it back on, everything was fine. But I it just locked up to where I couldn't hard reset. That was the last one. No, not the last one. The one before the last one. Uh, Galaxy S seven, I think is what it was. Mm. First one with the curved glass. S six. One of the S's. It's one of the Samsung phones. They're the only ones that came out with it. Yep. All right, Patrick. You're the one that brought this next article to my attention via email. Uh, why don't you take this one away about biggest flops? Oh, yes. Okay, so there is a lesson to be learned from Nintendo. Just because you have something that flops majorly, I'll tell you what it is because I didn't even, I don't even remember it. I'm not sure it even released in America. It's okay because it will often lead to something good if you just give it a little time. So... Back in, back in the day, 64 came out. Nintendo 64, one of the greatest systems ever. And it has all these good games. And there's all this stuff. Well, the PlayStation's out. PlayStation Was it PlayStation 1 for 64? It was. So PlayStation 1's out. It's got a disk drive. It can hold way more memory on one disk than the cartridges can. So Nintendo says, hey, we can develop a disk drive for our Nintendo 64. Guys, it was this, what do they call it? The N64DD. I guess it's disk drive. And you would, it's a, like a attachable that would attach to the bottom of the Nintendo 64. And uh, it was just a disk drive hooked up. And it had uh, some internet capabilities. I mean, it was, it was a pretty cool idea, pretty advanced. It didn't, I don't even, did it ever, I don't even, not even sure if it ever released. I think they had some in, in Japan, but it was terrible. It just did not go over well. Um, but uh, the creators, the people who are over the um, creation of, Animal Crossing, uh, were at the time developing a game f- that was going to be exclusive disk drive for the Nintendo 64, and it was called uh, Dobutsu no Mori. That's my best Japanese impression. It means Animal Forest, 
And it was quite literally this game. And when this whole thing got scrapped, they said, well, we're already creating it. And it's already kind of a thing. So let's let's just make it for the next console. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And the whole the whole way they came up with it, they were like, hey, what do we want to do for this new disk drive that's coming out? They're like, let's just make a game where you hang out with people. So they were like, okay. And as they were playing with it and messing around with it, they were like, you know what? The villagers are going to be animals. And they're going to do this. And you're literally not going to have anything to do. But you're going to do this stuff. And you're going to do this stuff. So I don't. It's a really cool. It's a there's a long story, uh, but there's a little bit of a little clip from an interview that said uh, uh, said it began life as an N64. This is talking about uh, Animal Forest, which is now Animal Crossing, as an N64 DD project. Uh, then we came up with the concept of a game where you hang out and do stuff with a bunch of people in a single field. Then one by one, we started coming up with more ideas. And Animal Forest is really just a collection of all those different strands. Uh, in short, we just wanted to make something for the 64DD. And now you have Animal Crossing, which is fantastic. Absolutely. It's become a sensation sweeping the nation. I've always wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, and also, uh, one, of the big, one of the big reasons they were able to come up with the idea is because what the 64DD was promising was going to actually give them the ability to make this game. So they were able to think ahead <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't know. Nintendo's but, full of those. Yeah, they're 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 full of missed projects and things like that that has turned over great. I mean, I mean, if you want to look at flops, the Wii U was a flop, and in a True. sense, so was the GameCube. Like, believe it or not, the GameCube was actually received pretty poorly, unless you were an enthusiast. So, I mean, like I said, I, I went to Dreamcast. Uh, like I said, I'm. Pretty upper echelon of gaming, but um, <laughs> you okay, Mike? I never got into Animal Crossing. I never understood the fascination with it. I've been watching some videos of this new one, and I can kind of see how people would like get addicted to it. The memes are hilarious that I'm seeing. Uh, I guess this, there's this raccoon that you owe money to. Is is that Tom sound right? Nook. Yep, Tom Nook. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing a lot of memes raccoon about that. Raccoon bandit crook. So. I don't think I will ever play it. Uh, one, I would have to have a Switch, which I don't have. But at the same time, even if I had a Switch, I probably wouldn't play it. But I can see kind of why people... I mean, I absolutely did not agree with it when it first came out and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> now that it's actually here, I play it at least once a day. I loved Animal Crossing on the GameCube. Same. Loved it. But with the... Uh, what was it? The 64DD. I remember... When I had my 64, I, the little expansion slot at the bottom. Because I remember getting the expansion pack for uh, Perfect Dark to be able to play that correctly. Oh, yeah. Uh, the little Perfect red Dark part. Zero? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it was just Perfect Dark. I it's think it's what it was. Yeah. And it plugged into the controller? No, it plugged into the slot in front of the actual system. So there's like this little square, uh, probably rectangular-ish, like slot that you just popped open. And there was nothing in there. Thing, oh. but you popped in the red thing and then you closed the top and then it expanded the graphics right uh, to be able to um because i remember having the rumble pack too which was fantastic oh yeah um but i just remember looking at the bottom like what is this like do i put another game in there do i set it up sideways and play two games at once like what does this do um uh, of course never knew uh, since i was a kid um it wasn't until i think a couple years ago i saw something about the 64 knowing or having that expansion drive that we or at least yep. I never knew. And you know, it's not, it's not overly surprising even as games went on because the, uh, 
the GameCube had a had an expansion where you could play your Game Boy games on it that popped onto the bottom. Mm. So that's not unheard of from Nintendo, even though that happened afterwards. But I've been doing backwards compatibility before it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, they were. I remember it was so cool playing Pokemon on, on a big screen TV. I didn't have it, but one of my friends had it. And I'd go over there and just pop in my Game Boy game and be like, oh my gosh, it's big screen Pokemon. Wait, wasn't there a way to do that with the Game Boy? Uh, yeah, I I, there, you could hook up through a cable as well, I think. Oh, no. Wait, there was a the SNES. Didn't that have an expansion slot for... I remember playing Game Boy games on a big screen TV, but I know I didn't have a GameCube. Uh, I just cannot remember what I used to be able to play it. There was an expansion port on the uh, SNES, but I don't know what expansions well, I, there were. I think it was like a Game Shark where you put that in first and then you put the game in on top of it. So in this case, it was like a, an S, or a SNES game, but there was a expansion slot for like just to put the small cartridge for the Game Boy. There might have been. Oh, man. So nostalgia trip. Hold on. Uh, let's see. SNES Game Boy adapter. Uh, that's all like old SNES. Like are the weird. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a cartridge. You're right. It was a cartridge that plugged in just like a normal game. And then okay. there was a Game Boy that you could just. It's called Super Game Boy, and you could plug your oh, Game Boy okay. game into it. All right. I'm yeah. not. Crazy. Man, that that takes me. Yeah, I was like, man, I. That sounds familiar. Yeah, you could do that. Let's see. Uh, the Kirby game. Uh, on there. It's a Kirby game. Man. There was the GameCube. Yeah, the GameCube Game Boy adapter. Looks like you, you were able to play uh, Game Boy Advanced games on that as well. Mm. Uh, but it snapped onto the bottom. And then there was a there was another. Oh, no. On Animal Crossing on the GameCube, you could hook up uh, your Game Boy to the GameCube through the there's like a link cable that you could buy. And um, you would go on a boat ride to this little island out, mm-hmm. out in the ocean on on the Animal Crossing game, and you'd play it on your Game Boy, and you'd just run around collecting stuff on that little island, and then you'd sail back, and you'd come back, and you your character would be all tanned, and people would be like, "Hey, you got a nice tan." But uh, but yeah, I don't, and I think that might be where the inspiration was for this game, because you could get coconuts and stuff out there. Okay. Yeah, coconuts right now on my I, island. They're growing. I totally forgotten about that. I remember playing. Yeah, Kirby's Dream Land Two was one of the games that were compatible. Kirby sixty four all the way. Well, because I had the Super Game Boy, so I, I guess I used. I also played. I think Donkey. Oh, I just found it. Animal Crossing, Animal Island. Ugh. You mean there's another island, more of animals? Well, it was. Yeah, is it? And it. I mean, it wasn't like anything great because the screen was a little bitty, but but it was just like this lower. Like you just travel from your original, like on the original Animal Crossing, to an island that would show up on your Game Boy screen and you'd play on your Game Boy and do little things on the island and then sell back. But it was like a like a 2D look kind of like looking down on the island kind of thing. And you'd walk mm-hmm. by and you'd walk around like little squares and angles and stuff and grab coconuts and uh fruits and flowers off the ground and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was I really never cool experienced that. Day. I think the most technical I got with video games back in the day, like when I was between the ages of like nine and fifteen was uh ar replays and game sharks oh dude game sharks game genie anyone game genie uh was that a cheat website no it was a that was an actual i, I think it was for nes i want to say uh, they had a, a website called game genie as well i think they did oh yes but i do remember the game genie yep i had to look it up that and game shark and then i used to do i i remember spending so many time so much time on like uh Cheat Code Central and everything. 
Oh man, I remember Super Mario sixty four. Uh, when you beat the end, there's a you, know, you saw Yoshi at the top. You got one hundred twenty stars. Yeah, and I saw like all of these things online. Like you can play with Yo- like, have Yoshi in the game. And I remember scouring the internet for hours trying to figure out how to do it. And it's like, yeah, you have to side jump tw- or like jump, uh, jump twice, backflip, long jump, like all this different stuff. And I, of course, did it because a child and played with Yoshi. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I man. want the virtual dinosaur. All right. But yeah, Game Genie, I remember that thing because it looked like the front of a G string. But uh, <laughs> it was it was definitely something I used because it was just fun. Super Mario Sunshine Static just brought up is he said it was the best game of its time. It's Thank coming you. to the Switch. Thank you. Also, Cheat CC Cheat Code Central still exists on. I just I just went to the website. Oh, it does? It's still a website. You know what I remember? I remember Cheat from G4 TV. Oh, yeah. Posted by Christian. Be- I mean Christ- Kristen Kristen Bell. I believe that was her name. Mm-hmm. It was also I, a voice I actor just, in Assassin's Creed. I just missed G4 TV. I do too. Uh, Kristen Adams. Kristen Adams. That's her new married name. Oh, maybe so. Didn't she Is marry it? the... She married Dax Shepard. She was Kristen Nicole Holt, and now she's married to Daniel Adams. Oh, I thought it was Belle. Where am I getting Belle from? Uh, there is a actress named Kristen Bell. Kristen, yeah. Uh, played... Oh, she played the, the one of the girls in Frozen. She's really funny. You ever watch uh, uh, Good Place? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. that's I couldn't remember the name of that show. <laughs> it's also Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. Veronica oh, Mars. Yeah. That's all you had to yeah. say. All right. I fig- I was trying to figure out what you would have connected to. So I figured hey, that might have been. What was that old game show that used to play on G4 TV? Oh. Like late night game show. Hold on. Was it the uh, was, was it, it Warrior? Or are you talking about that game, like actual? Oh, man. What was it? Late night game show. I mean, uh, Ninja see. Warrior they was had... supposed to be jam in college. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> I had insomnia. So I'd be watching that while trying to study. Uh, what it else meant... would you have? Attack Maybe. of the Show, uh, Cheat, uh, no, X Play. It was an X Play. I do remember X Play now, but it was an X Play. What was the name? It was, a, it was a game show, and it was it was stupid, but it was I watched it, and it came on late nights because it wasn't very good. Um, I don't remember. Oh man, the good old days, staying up late when school was out and uh, staying on G4 TV for hours and hours watching stuff that I didn't, didn't know anything about. Yep. I miss it. It was a good, it was a good little ordeal. Now it's gone. Bye-bye. Yep. They always had like the adult video game shows as well. Oh, wired for sex. Yeah. That one. I've been looking at it and that was the first one that popped up on the bottom of the list. I was like, all right. Uh, They had that one. There was a couple other ones, but like I remember one of them, it showed like, like had like the most risque moments in video games. And of course, you know, like extreme beach volleyball was on there and stuff. Yeah, the international sexy lady show. I oh, just yeah, read that. And G Four's proving grounds. G Four's late night peep show from 05 to 06. Late night peep show? Did you just? Is that a thing? Yeah, That's literally on. No, what? it's from uh, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. I believe. Wow. It went for more than a year. Good for them. That's got to be well, what? It, 52 episodes. Peep show in the name is going to go for more than a year, I'd imagine. So they. So let's see. Late night peep show is a TV show on G4 that replaced G4's Happy Tree Friends. Oh man, Happy Tree Friends. I Tree Friends. Lord, uh, that was a dark cartoon. Uh, it was a show in the G4 late night programming block. Barbed wire biscuit it was renamed to Midnight Spank. What? Midnight Spank. <laughs> All right. Oh man, I think we've gone too far with this. We've heard down <laughs> a rabbit hole. 
we have lost. I don't We found it. Nope. Uh, on that note, everybody. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we went over. Nvidia has control now and is going to give you a free game every week. Uh, GameStop is closing. Three hundred and twenty plus more stores, maybe. Oh, on top yeah. of that, Xbox is going to keep those batteries in your controller. And we talked about a game that led us down a rabbit hole about how Animal Crossing came to be. So <laughs> on that, I have nothing left to say for this episode. Uh, guys? Uh, nope. Just uh, stay indoors, stay safe, don't get sick. And if you do, don't Keep get it to yourself. Sick. That's right. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me again. Uh, it's always a fun time. Uh, when anytime, I anytime. Thank absolutely. you. Thank you, Jake and Jovan, for joining us. This week. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Happy to be here. <gasps> I'm happy you're here, and I'm happy that you're happy to be here. I'm happy about all of that. All right. It's, all right. it's always a good time. And uh, for everybody in the chat, y'all stay safe. Uh, as I can see, the French guy says he will stay safe, so he's going to take our advice. That's one person out of billions. All right. We got seven billion more to reach. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. On that note, I've been Mike. Patrick. Jake. Jo- Jovan. All right, and this has been episode 15 of the Double XP Podcast. Y'all take care.